0: He'd get out of it by having an odd-numbered episode the week he's not here, so he doesn't have to do an introduction. But that just means my new co-host, Mr. Tim Oberg, is gonna to have to do it. Tim, introduce everyone to the episode. Well, Mel,
1: it is a thrill to be here. First time as co-host on the Parkrun Adventures, and we're here for episode 135, and we are gonna be reflecting. On what has, of course, been a typically stellar seven days in the life of all parkrun adventuring in Australia.
0: Wow! I think Scotty just lost his job. That's possibly the best intro we've ever had on the
1: podcast. Well, you know, I'm here to bring it. You know, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, hour or so. So let's uh, let's rip into it.
0: Cool. Well, what did you get up to on parkrun day last weekend? Well,
1: Mel, as is typical for me these days, Park Run Day is no longer about me, but it's a, it's a family day. And uh, I was pushing the double pram around early Beach parkrun with my uh, four, almost five-year-old daughter on the right-hand side of the pram, which is also known as the high-fiving side of the pram, uh, and then Archie, who is 18 months, on the left-hand side of the pram. So I probably had about... Um, near enough to 40 kilograms of weight that I was pushing around uh, the early early Beach Park Run course. Uh, On my right, and sometimes in front of me, sometimes then behind me, but always at arms uh, distance, was six-year-old Jack Oberg. Uh, And my wife, Nikki, was uh, there and thereabouts as well. Uh, And so, yeah, big family affair. And as has been the case often lately, Jack uh, obliterated his PB. He brought it, He brought his PB down from 30 minutes, something or other, to 28.35. I couldn't believe it. Uh, wow. Yeah, knocked, knocked two minutes off his PB um, and it's getting pretty hot up here now too. Um, but basically he's got in with a couple of kids who are a little bit older than him uh, and a little bit faster than him. So he has just been hunting them around the, the course um, and they they're basically towing him to uh, uncharted territories. So, so yeah, park run day was pretty amazing uh, for me. And and then Jack followed that up with an, an eight oh three junior park run on the Sunday for for two kilometers. So he's loving his running, which is great to see.
0: Eight oh three. That's a blistering time. I don't. Okay. I- I can't remember the last time I ran an eight oh three for one kilometre, let alone two.
1: <laughs> uh, look, it's, look again. It's the same kids. So there's a, there's a, there's about three or four kids who are faster than him, um, and he just you know has the determination. He tries to he follows them around and um, really really uh, is enjoying it. So uh, you know. We never, we never, we never sort of force the kids to get up and, and do junior pipe run or do pipe run. Jack's doing Jack it because he wants to do it, um, and yeah, he's just loving it.
0: That's so much fun. I, I do love as well that you've got a high five side of the pram. Did Evie choose it uh, in particular? Does Archie understand the concept of high well, fives yet? You know,
1: Archie's, Archie gives out a high five, but not really a high speed high five because that's really what you're <laughs> dealing with at um, a at junior park run. Oh, sorry, at park run is, is you know the prams, the prams going around, and um, there's you know, a lot of high fiving happens on the early beach course. It's a it's a sort of two lap out and back. Um, so there's a lot of high-five opportunities, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I always tactically put, uh, you know, the child who's most likely to, to give high-fives, I put on the right. Uh, and so, so prior to Archie coming along and prior to, to Jack running, Jack would have been on the right because he's the more sort of boisterous, outgoing kid and, you know, hangs out of the pram giving high-fives. Evie's a bit more timid. Um, but she'll still give high-fives when she sees someone she knows. So, whereas Jack would high-five anybody. So, so yeah, because obviously we keep left at Park Run, so that makes the right-hand side of the pram the high-five side. Every, everyone knows that now.
0: That is so cute. I I didn't realise that there was one side or the other. Yep. I'll yep. have to um, educate Wes accordingly.
1: Uh-huh. Aha, <laughs> very good. And now, what about yourself? What, what did you get up to?
0: Uh, I had a a similar family-themed weekend, although Adam was out on the course marshalling, so he volunteered. Uh, I I pointed out to him that he's been somewhat lacking in the volunteer (laughs) count this year, which, you know, he does a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff to help me out. So, it's a lot of uncredited stuff, but I thought it might be nice for him to do something on the weekend and so he agreed and popped his hand up to Marshall but that meant that I had Wes in the pram and it's been a long time since I've actually run the Kiwan Park Run course I've been away from home on adventures and um Pushing, well, you've got 40 kilos worth. I've got between the weight of the pram and Wes about 20 kilos, so mm-hmm. half of what you're, you've got to deal with. we have got a little bit more elevation I would warrant um, than early Beach at Kawana, but, yeah, I, I actually ended up with a bit of a sore back by the end, and that's with me stopping at about the four-kilometre mark where we passed Adam as a marshal for the second time on the way back, and Wesley – he was, he was starting to crack it, I'll be honest. I don't go as fast as Adam and he does that little thing in the pram where he sort of pushes his body forward as in like, let's go faster, let's go faster. Yes, and I know. I, my, my, my speed just wasn't cutting it for him. So when we came up to Adam again, I thought, oh, you know, you maybe you can just – um take him home and like he had the car so he had to drive back um, so he popped Wes in the car but I forgot I completely forgot and I did a a Strava fail I had put my phone which is what I record my um, activities on Strava on Uh, I don't use a GPS watch you may not be aware Um, Mm. it was it was just sitting in the hood on on the back of the pram and I completely forgot about it so the last kilometer got recorded uh, in our car, and I got four four segment trophies um, for my speed over that little section of the course, and uh, thanks to a couple of parkrun adventurers who helped me out with Strava during the week, uh, they explained how I was able to cut out the uh, false Part of the um, section that I didn't actually run or walk, so um, it's the whole activity is not going to get flagged as as a dodgy one on Strava. Um, but it's it did cut it short. Though.
1: We've all we've all hopped in the car without stopping stopping <laughs> the watch. Uh, so you know I've gone on, I've gone on there and uh, edited a, a few Strava uh, results in my time to to do such yeah. things as well. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you're not alone.
0: Ironically, it was part of my str- my sloth challenge, which I've talked about in the podcast in previous weeks. Which is a virtual run that you're supposed to see how far you can go in one hour. And while I did do more than the hour, and I did about six k, um, yeah, it's the, the last little section of it wasn't really recorded. So, uh, but sloth challenge completed. Um, so even with the Strava fail, my medal's on the way in the post.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Hey, just uh, just getting
1: back to to Wes now. I, look, I've met him a few times. He's got some. He's got some chubby cheeks on him. He does. I would, have, I would have thought that when he's when he's cracking it at Park Run, you could just give him a bit of food. Wouldn't that that'd satisfy him?
0: Well, no, because it, it's not. It's not a hunger thing. He has his breakfast before he goes, and if if he's in the pram, he either needs to be going a certain speed or he needs to be heading toward a park with a swing in it. And right. if he if he cannot see either of those things, then yeah. But to be honest, he he doesn't often crack it in the pram. We'll go for a walk every single day, and he loves it. Um, so I, I li- literally think he was just not really impressed with the pace at this particular point that's uh, uh, probably because he's familiar with the park run course and he knows how it works and he knows there's a little park at the end that he gets to have a swing in once he's done mm-hmm. um so yeah looking at it from such a slow vantage point I guess was not really going to cut it uh I did try him I did try him on some food and he wasn't interested
2: yeah
1: well yeah. no, no we've, got a, we've got a little downhill on the on the early beach uh course and when I say little I mean it's probably like you know Four meters of downhill, but um, Archie always lets out a little bit of a whoop when uh, when he goes down <laughs> it because it's uh, yeah the pace it's just amazing. picks up just, just for with that small amount and um, yeah he loves it so I, I, I think uh, I can appreciate what you're saying with uh, with where's wanting a, a bit of speed
0: yes well I guess I guess he takes after everyone who just really wants to go just that bit faster doesn't he
1: well he has the need the yeah. need.
0: I'm him. just I'm just waiting. Uh, obviously, we haven't got there yet. He is walking now but only has been for a couple of months. I'm just waiting for the part where he wants to get out and walk and then uh-huh. everything comes to a grinding halt.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, we he's, he's, he's almost
1: speed. five and she's still very happy to uh, sit in the pram at Park Run, So.
0: Well, uh, she is a clever cookie, I think.
1: Yeah. She's obviously been out of the pram for um, – uh, well, she started walking at about 14 months, so she's been out of the pram for, you know, four years almost. But at Parkrun, she's happy to get in it because she just likes spectating. So there you go. Our guest today is Parkrunner A2751791, also known as. Intern Pete, also known as Peter Deppler. Pete, welcome to the Park Run Adventurers podcast.
2: Guys, thanks so much for having me on this very exciting podcast. And firstly, um, yeah, congratulations on the podcast, by the way. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, Pete, that
1: obviously uh, coming coming from you, mate. You are a producer at Kiss uh, One Hundred Six Point Five on the Kyle and Jackie O show uh, in Sydney, which is uh, obviously one of the top shows in top, top breakfast shows in Sydney. So that's that's great, a great compliment coming from you, Pete. Thanks very
2: much. No, 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 my absolute pleasure. But yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, no, I'm super excited to be on here. Um, it's it's good to uh, get in and uh, and talk a little bit of running, which is um, something that's kind of taken over my life little, uh, over the last little while.
0: Now I'm going to jump in here Pete because I know that the um, the way you and Tim first got introduced is sort of a big mashup between parkrun and radio. Can you give us a little bit of a recap for that for our listeners?
2: Yeah, yeah. I um it was actually a bit of a funny story actually. We I had been parkrunning for a little while and and I and I really enjoyed um sort of bringing people along. So uh, and I was talking I, every weekend when I do a parkrun I I don't believe y- you did a park run unless you Instagram about it. So I'm one of those people <laughs> that um, is always Instagramming about, a, um, about my weekly park run. And a lot of my work colleagues were like, what's this, what's this? Some people found it annoying because I was posting so much about it. Other people were loving it, all that sort of stuff. And how it actually happened was um, Bo Ryan, NRL player from Sydney, was um, talking about it. Um, because there was a bit of confusion because when Bo Ryan started working at Kiss, I had texted him and it was actually an invite to one of Kyle Sandlin's parties. And what happened there was Kyle actually, so Bo, uh, mistakenly thought that Kyle had texted him. So for about two months or so, um, Bo was texting me thinking he was texting Kyle and and he was like, Hey, do you wanna catch up? Maybe we do lunch like and, and I hadn't clicked either, by the way, that that, that Bo was thinking he was talking to Kyle. And there was one Saturday morning he was like, Hey, we're gonna be out and about do you guys wanna come down? It's Kara's birthday. I was like, Oh hey mate, I can't make it, I've got a a park run and Bo Ryan was like okay, he's got a park run. Maybe he's just doing something dodgy or something. I don't know what this park run thing is. And it actually came to fruition, which I think we put on the park run um, website and, and you know, the kiss accounts. Um, basically we clicked one day when I rang Bo and it was me on the other end of the phone. I'm hoping this makes sense to you both because um, it was actually one of those crazy things that went on for a couple of months and we, we started talking about park runs on the radio show and uh, we put the video up uh, and then it ended up on the uh, going a little bit viral on your pages as well. It was like we were educating the KISS listeners on what this amazing park run thing is all about. And that's where I think you might have spotted it, I think, first. Is that right, Tim?
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, you shared it with us. You shared it with the Park Run Australia page or you emailed us or something, I can't remember what, what it was, but from there it just uh, yeah, had a bit of a life of its own for a, cu- for a couple of weeks. We were sharing it, you guys were talking about it. Bo was threatening to come to park run. I don't think he's uh, followed through though, has he?
2: No, he hasn't. Do you know what, I've kept on his tails as much as I can about this one because he did commit to it. He said he wanted to do one down in the Shire in Sydney, so um, definitely on his case about it. Um, he, he, he has brought it up a couple of times. Well, when are we doing park run, brother? And I'm like, you let me know, mate. We'll be there because I'm there every Saturday morning with my little barcode that I print out. So, uh, so yeah, he'll definitely be on the cards and we'll definitely let everyone know as well because he loves a selfie with fans as well.
1: <laughs> I bet he does. Now, Pete, I want to take you back uh, to where it all began, and I don't talk about where Parkham began, but actually where you grew up, and you grew up in Timboon in Western Victoria. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. I grew up, um, it's about 20 minutes from Timber in a little town called Simpson. I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, My parents, both um, farmers, their parents, farmers, uh, milking cows, all that sort of stuff. Um, My mum is one of 14. So we have a huge family Christmas around eighty people. Everyone has their different jobs. Three people bring the ham. Three people bring the chicken. My uncle owns a cordial t- uh, company, so he brings a slushy machine for the kids. Everyone had everything, a job, and um, a lot of that family. Funnily enough, um, I didn't really get the prof- the athlete side of things, but a lot of the um, the one of f- the fourteen kids are actually running background. Um, they were kids that their hobby growing up was running. Um, and a lot of them ran, and um, I think our greatest sort of success story was my auntie Jane, who unfortunately isn't with us anymore. She was a beautiful woman who ran uh, regularly at the stall Gift. Um, oh, wow. She had a she had a beautiful run at the MCG on Boxing Day in the early nineties and beat Kathy Freeman. It was a it was a she was a really inspiring woman, and as I said, yeah, unfortunately, no longer with us, but there was always a bit of running in the family and it wasn't necessarily about winning everything or, or anything like that. It was actually just about knowing how great and fun running really is. Um, and so growing up, like, you know, there was, you know, in a small country town, I think we had, you know, uh, AFL footy and, and running and I looked never a great runner myself. I used to get told I run a little bit like a sissy because I'd be flapping my arms around or whatever, but hey, Hey, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, so Simpson is, yeah, about 20 minutes from Tim Boone, um, beautiful, all on the 12, not far away from the 12 Apostles, the Great Ocean Road. Um, over the last couple, it's a beautiful area if anyone gets a chance to go down because it's also an area that's, you know, predominantly dairy farming, but the Great Ocean Road for years has been a beautiful spot to see the 12 Apostles and the London Bridge and the Bay of Islands and stuff. But what's happened is a lot of the farmers started to realise creating local produce is, um, you know, such a great thing. So where my parents live, they live next door to a cheese factory, followed by a chocolate factory, followed by a cider factory, followed by another cheese factory, a strawberry farm, a snail farm and all these beautiful food trails. So it's sort of turned into a really amazing food trail area down that area.
1: Well, and not and not to not to forget Timboon Park Run, of course, which is uh, seventy four events in. And what I loved when I was looking at Tim Timboon Park Run uh, earlier is the address is uh, the corner of Bailey Street and Snake Track Road. So, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. You know what? This this the the Timboon Park Run is a lot of history for pretty much anyone who grew up in the area as well, because it was actually the cross country track that we did in high school. Um, so that was the um. That was the snake track um, down there, which is not, not like. let's be honest; it's called the snake track, but there's not many snakes. You, you might be lucky enough to spot one, but it's like it's not as dangerous as it sound, but, um, sounds. But sounds, but you get a great opportunity to, you know, if, if you if ever to do that one, I really recommend it. You, you know, you go and do the park round, then go and see the Twelve Apostles. That that's that's an absolute must with that one because you can also go into. They turned the old train station into a distillery as well. So they're making whiskey down there. So if you want to wait till later in the day, um, you can really have a great day on the Timboon Park Run. Um, and most likely you'll definitely see one or two koalas down there if the, if the weather's nice enough. They're usually hanging from the trees over that park run. It's just, it's a really, really beautiful spot. And it's, um, it's nice when I get home because I've, I you know, because I've got such a large family as well. I'll be like, oh, there's my cousin, there's my auntie, um, there's all, why someone down there I know and it's a really there's a really good team of volunteers down there as well that have really um doing really good things in, in Timboon in the area.
0: Sounds like a fabulous place um I mean people could go down on a Friday and get the whiskey in and then run it off the next morning at Timboon Park Run there's also another way they could approach it. Absolutely. Now Pete it it is um, where you grew up, but it's not actually your home Parkrun. Your Parkrun story starts in New South Wales at St. Peter's Parkrun. Can you give us a little bit of an insight how you got involved or how you heard about Parkrun in the first place?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was actually a couple of my aunties, Jacinta and Bridgie and Philippa. Um, they're three um, three sisters who live in Melbourne. And I, I think it was back in 2016, I think, when I did my first one, And I also, sorry, sorry, just before that, I just sort of started to get into running a little bit just to, you know, get the body moving, all that sort of stuff going, oh, God, I'm getting a little older now. It's time to um, do something a little bit healthy. And um, they actually told me about this, like, hey, you should do this thing called park runs. And I was like, what's a park run? and um and they explained it to me it's a 5k run we do it at they do it at the Mar- Maribonong one i think it is in melbourne and um and they just loved it and i was like oh okay I'm like what do you do and they're like well you print out your barcode you head along you run it's free and i was like oh, that sounds really cool and then so i basically quickly googled when i got back to sydney the best or the the sorry the closest one uh to where i live in the inner west of sydney and st peters was like 12 Minutes away from my house, I was like, "I'll go along and check it out." And I ran, Tim. You might be—I I can't remember what my first time was, but hey, it was a little bit of a struggle for me. But um, I absolutely had a ball doing it. Do you remember what it was, Tim? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I've got, so your, your park run debut, third of September, 2016
2: 3606 at St. Peter's. Oh wow! Okay,
1: okay. Do you know when
2: your second one was? Pete.
1: Oh, what was it? <laughs> All right. So you say, so, yeah. Just so, just so we'll, we'll tell you your parkrun history, mate. So you did you did St Peter's on the 3rd of September and then, uh, you know, as you say, had a great day. Two weeks later, you backed it up. You were in Canberra and you went to, Ginandera, um, Ginandera park, to and Ginandera Parkrun. And you took five minutes, almost five minutes off your time. You did 31-43. So you would look at this and you would think this guy's on a roll here. He's he's hooked. And do you know what happened then? What happened? had
2: two years off. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay 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 hear me out hear me out do you know what happened? I'll, I'll explain myself the canberra one you've just reminded me so i ran that run if that makes sense with a very good friend who i hadn't seen for a while now he's a police officer in the special forces something or rather canberra and lives and breathes for running and pushed me so hard in that five minutes and i think he almost killed my um well there was nothing left out after me after that night. I think I went back to burger and chips pretty quickly. So, um, I yeah, yes, I did have a break for a couple of years, but I have returned. I think I'm I'm, well, I'm having you a crack now. You
1: are. I mean, so Pete, you're back with a vengeance. So your, your next park run. So you went from you went from September 2016, and then your next park run was 21st of April this year, 2018. You came back with a 35. 35. But something's happened to you since then. You just said it yourself. You're giving it a good crack. Now, I want you to tell me what's been going on since the 21st of April because on the 21st of July, my friend, you ran 22.55. So we're talking a 13-minute improvement between April and July. So what is going on in your life?
2: Yeah, there's a couple of things that have kind of happened. And I think it's when I think I turned 35 in March or 34. I can't remember how old I am. Basically, I'm like, oh, we're getting to the closer part of 40 anyway. So, um, yeah, there's times. And I, I think it was, uh, there's, a, there's a really good guy in my life now. And that's actually my trainer. Um, I, 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 I've never been great at sort of uh, self-motivation of sport myself, really. Um, so um, there was a guy that approached me names Richard Kerrigan. He runs a um, personal training business, a healthier lifestyle. He used to be um, called RK The Beach Life. But he used to be a chef and a butler at Buckingham Palace. And he came into the radio show and um it was a couple months later he he sort of hit me up he's like hey you know would you be interested in training and I was like yeah I'm happy to roll with it let's see where it goes you know not thinking too much of it um and he said to me what do you think you would do outside of um you know outside of the training I said look I I used to do these like park runs and I thought they were really good and I thought that was a a great way because there wasn't I didn't have to overthink, you know the how many weights I was doing or you know the all that sort of stuff. It was I'd just rock up, do a stretch, and go for a run. And um so he's training me. Absolutely part of my life is Saturday morning park run, like, without a doubt, so, um, and I've, I've said to him, I said, I'm, I am I, I, do not want to lose, that." you know, you might give me instructions on doing this, this and this, but I'm definitely not going to lose the park run, which he totally agreed, um, he's joined me on a few of them as well, and I think one, I think my PB time, I think you might have said was 22, um, he was with me on that one, so, I think I'm due for another visit with my, my trainer at the moment to push me a little bit further because I've, um, you know, I, I, I train sort of the best I can during the week. And the park run, look, in, in all honesty, is is more than just a run for me or, you know, keeping fit and healthy. It's I honestly treat it like it's it's this Saturday morning I get up and as soon as I start the park run, I'm washing away all the bad stuff that happened that week. Like it, it's all literally washing out of me, all the, the the crap meetings that I was in, all the things that I did wrong in my job. Maybe I had too many beers at that corporate dinner during the week. I'm washing. I'm literally washing it away um, up until I get, I reckon, to that 2, 2.5K mark. And then I sort of twist it and then I'm – I'm getting ready for the week ahead. Like that that that's what what my mind frame is and I know there's been a lot written about what mental health does for running and out you, how, I've look I've dropped nearly 16 kilos since April. But uh, and that has been so rewarding. But what it has done for my mental health, I swear to God, I've made smarter decisions in life, and and I can honestly thank Park Run for that, and obviously training with Rich as well. But um, yeah, this 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 is what my Saturday Park Run is about is is washing the week away that was and getting started for the week that's about to
0: come as well. That is a fantastic perspective, Pete. I had never really thought about it that way before. We always say that you know it's the best way to start your weekend, but uh, the the idea that it's a fabulous way to to renew yourself after a week, like to finish off a week almost, that's very cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, and do you know the other thing with that is, I find that um, look, we all got run into weekends that can be you know um, busy, um, boozy, um, going out for a bit of bad food. I just think if I've done the park run and it all goes a little bit haywire on a Saturday night, I go. Ah, at least I did a park run on the on Saturday morning, so it's okay to have the extra chips with the with the burger that you know I shouldn't have and all that sort of stuff. Or the extra beer. It's just that it's just there's something that has done to my mind frame that if I don't do it, I yeah I I, I do I feel guilty in myself because I enjoy it so much. Like I, I genuinely enjoy it and um and i i'll I'll tell you this quick story i i actually when when i met you tim i don't know if we've talked about this or not but i actually met you at the greenway park run when you guys were up for the the national conference i think yeah yeah
1: i remember it well
2: yeah 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 and i remember i met this and i can't remember her name and i feel terrible i met one of the volunteers i think she works um i think she works in sydney she's she's uh, seemed to be quite high up or something she was the at the Willoughby, she was in, uh, maybe in charge of the Willoughby Park Run. I can't. Is it Karen? Is it? oh I can't remember. I wish I Carol?
1: could. Carol.
2: You're talking about Carol. Carol. Yes. I met Carol. I met Carol. Yes. Now, anyway, I said to her, I said, "Oh, I, I know." She said, "Have you ever volunteered?" And I was like, "Do you know what? No, I haven't." I'm like, "I feel really bad that I haven't," but I'm also like, "I don't want to miss out on scanning my barcode. Like, it's it's my thing on a Saturday." And she's like, "Why don't you do a tail runner?" And I was like, "What's what's a tail runner?" And she's like, well, you basically just walk it and be the last runner. Um, and you still get to scan your barcode at the end. And I was like, oh, what a great idea. Like, because, you know what I mean? I was becoming selfish for myself because I, I, I believe you've got to give back. And this is what the volunteering thing, why well, it's so important. But I didn't want to miss out on my Saturday morning run. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so Carol told me about that. Um Two, three weeks ago, got bitten by a spider on the, on my elbow and has been on some antibiotics and all sorts of stuff and been told not to run by the doctors. And I thought, well, here we go. We wanted to do a bit of tail running, so that's what I did. So <laughs> I did the St. Peter's uh, Park Runners, the Park Runner in a Sling. Had a ball, had an absolute ball. And for anyone who hasn't volunteered, I'm telling you, go and do it um, because I felt like Lady Gaga. And I know that might sound weird. But it's so cool. Everyone, everyone's so positive. Everyone's like, thanks, tail Runner. Thanks, volunteers. It's a pretty good feeling. Like it's equal as running, you know what I mean, or getting a PB, I reckon.
0: It's definitely for the rock stars, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, totally. It was a really awesome experience. So thank you, Carol, for suggesting it. Thank you for Parkrun providing it. And thank you for St. Peter's Parkrun who I sent a message on Facebook. I'm like, I know I have to register on the website, but I just need to get the message straight away. I need to be a tail tail runner this weekend and someone got back to me. So shout out to the St. Peter's guys.
0: (laughs) I'm sure they will love to hear that. Now, Pete, um, it It has been a fairly condensed period since you returned to park running in April, but you've managed to get quite a few adventures in in that time, trips to different events. Have you got any highlights from that? How have you managed to do that? Is it part of a work thing or are you just traveling around?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I do a bit of travelling for work and um, I've sort of got friends in a few different states and stuff, so a few weddings and things have been on and bits and pieces. So um, I really, really enjoyed the Adelaide. I think it's the Torrens one that runs past the, um, the zoo there. Um, that was a really, really good one. I, I just enjoyed that like it was a... I was flying up there for a wedding or something. I had the wedding that afternoon and I was like, got to get a park running, got to get a park run. Cause that's kind of what I've, what's changed me as well. Now I'm going, Oh, I've got to go here. Oh, okay, cool. What's the local park run? Like, let's work that out. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed that, and and on the weekend I flew to Melbourne for the Radio Awards, um, and I put up on my Instagram that I'll be running at the Albert Park one. Um, so I had a few few Melbourne friends touch base, and a few of my aunties and uncles who came yeah. down as well. So we ran with a, a few other radio people, and and my funnily enough, those three aunties that I was telling you about before, Philippa, uh, Philippa, Jacinta. And um and Philippa just oh my god I can't remember my aunt, auntie's name Philippa just and Bridgie uh, on the weekend as well. I, I thought the Albert Park run was great because you get to see all the rowers as well. They're rowing um all the trainings going on for there. So there's like 18 megaphones as you're running around uh, at someone yelling at people in rowing while we're being um <laughs> while we're all doing the park run, which is really really great. Hey, it sounds like you are having a ball at Parkrun,
1: and we love to hear that, mate. So, and uh, you know, I just want to uh, echo Mel's sentiments. Your your uh, description of what Parkrun means to you and is doing for you was uh, so uh, beautifully put before. So, I think our listeners will really love that. Um, We're going to wrap up now, mate. But before we do, I just want to congratulate you because you mentioned you're at the Radio Awards, and and your show, uh, you guys actually won the best on air team at the Australian Commercial Radio Awards on Saturday night. So well done.
2: Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, that was a really great night. We had we had an absolute ball. So I had a few little sore legs before going up because I I tried to have a crack at a. A nice little time with park run beforehand at the Albert Park, but yeah, no, it was it was a great weekend. So no, 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 thank you for that. And um, I'll definitely have to update you guys. I've got some very exciting park runs coming up over the summer break, actually. So um, I'll update you guys at some stage. But I'm heading off to do what I'm locked in for a park run in Moscow, oh, wow. so in Russia. So in- so, so excited about that. it all came down to, hey, we could get these cheap flights. I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to land in time for Park Run on the Saturday morning. So so that's my love for Park Run at the moment. And if I could say to anyone who's listening to this, I just feel like if you've got a mate or a family member who's even just like, yeah, they just need something to do there's something a little bit of like you know like what, going back to that mental health side of things as well um who like you know what this would actually be really good for them i just mean yell at them bring them along at some stage and um you know bring a mate along to to parkrun or, or 10 mates recruit you know what i mean it's great fun it's for everyone
1: never were true words spoken pete so look peter deppler aka intern pete thanks for coming on the parkrun adventurers podcast and we look forward to hearing from you again in the future thanks guys
2: have a great day
0: Well, we don't have any roving reports this week. Everybody's been slacking off in the field. Hopefully next week uh, we've got a huge swag of anniversaries and a launch this week, so hopefully we get something next week from you guys out there. But where are we launching this week, Tim?
1: Well, this is exciting, Mel, because we are launching Burke Racecourse Parkrun, and yes, that is in Burke, as in the saying, the back of Burke. So I think this is going to become a, uh, a must-do on the Adventurer's um, checklist what do you think
0: possibly um, it's it's certainly one of those famous sort of road trip detours that people go to in New South Wales so yeah
1: this could be there could be new, like you know you know my my thoughts on the clubs but I could we can make a new club here this could be the
0: sayings club
1: the sayings club. <laughs> club if it's a if it's a location that is uh, renowned for being part of a famous saying the back of Burke Maybe this is maybe it's a club with only one at the moment, but um, oh, I'm, I'm sure there
0: are other park runs out there that will put their hands up and go, yes, you know, um, like bigger yeah. or Robe, you know. I'm sure they've got yeah. famous sayings about them.
1: On the road to Gundagai, yeah. do we have? We don't have a we Gundagai. We do. Park we've got a Gundagai park could run. Could no, no, we've got Windy. We don't have Gundagai. It's Gundagai in the real Well, they're, both,
0: real they're place? both called Gundy, though. Oh, gun No. We had a Gundagai. Use use your words, Melissa. <clears throat> we had a Gundagai prospect at one point. Did we?
1: Well, along the road, to Gundagai, Slim, Slim, Dusty. I'm just looking at it now. Okay, if anyone from Gundagai is listening, start a park run.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure you'll have everybody's brains ticking over with the Sayings Club as well.
1: <laughs> where are we, where have we got anniversaries? Where's the cake happening this week? Mark?
0: Well, let's let's kick off with Bunbury in WA.
1: Been there? You done it?
0: Yeah, I was there the same week you were there. You don't there remember? There
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's all a blur. Uh, Cloncurry in Queensland. You done that one?
0: I haven't done that one, but it's top top of my list because I, I want to head to Cloncurry and Mount Isa because I grew up there. So fond memories of the curry. That
1: could that could be the food club. It's got curry in the title. Start another oh. club.
0: You're, Sorry, you're on a I'm roll track. here.
1: <laughs> I'm off track. I'm off track. Um, anyway, Concurry, happy anniversary. Curry,
0: awesome. Yes. Uh, then we've got Darwin in the Northern Territory.
1: Been there. You done that one?
0: Yes. Been there, done that. Same time as me. No, not that time.
1: <laughs> don't think so. Then we are our friends at Highfields in Toowoomba uh, are having their anniversary.
0: Uh, have you done that one?
1: I haven't. No, I've only done like there's a few up in Toowoomba now, and I've I've only done the original, which is uh, Toowoomba.
0: Okay. Well, you'll have to head back that way. Uh, then we've got Kangaroo Island in South Australia. This one is high on my list. I'm still trying to convince Adam that that should be my birthday park run trip next year.
1: That would be awesome. And, of course, that be, could be the animal club right there. <laughs> so, yes, I don't know how now, many
0: animal club <laughs> members we might have. That might be the only one
1: uh now this next one on our list i think it's one that you and i but particularly you are familiar with kawana
0: yeah you've been to kawana a a few times i think like maybe even three times
1: oh oh, well i was were you at the launch i can't remember were you there
0: i was not at the launch no i didn't meet you actually the first time i met you was at the first anniversary of kwan so five years ago this weekend is the anniversary of when we met
1: Oh, my word! Um, can I tell my Kiwana launch story? Do we have time?
0: Yeah, please do.
1: So, so in the in the uh, in the good old days, or bad old days, depending on how, how you would consider it, uh, of of uh, the, let's call it the early days of parkrun in Australia. We we there was no such thing as trial events or or training. The volunteers never got trained. I just pitch, <laughs> I just I just pitched up on the Saturday morning in a new town or wherever. I had all the gear, and I basically showed you know, everyone how to do it. I was like, right, here's the stopwatch, this is how it works, here's the scanner, this is how it works. The only thing that uh, sort of needed to be uh, sorted in advance was that the event director knew the course, uh, like where the course was going to be. So Kiwana Parker and Launch, I, I roll on up and, and, and met met Kelly Daly and, you know, we love Kelly um, and Kelly's about to have her first uh, bubba. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so I turned up and said to Kelly, so where's the start line? And she goes, yeah, I don't know. And I said, <laughs> and I said, what? What do you mean? And she goes, ah, oh, well, we could just, we could just do it over here. And I said, okay. So I said, let, let let me ask you another question. Where 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 do we have to get to to get our 5K? And she's like, um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, look, I think let's just start here, shall we? And I was like, okay. And uh, <laughs> so we basically stuck some flags in the ground, and uh, we were like, all right, let's. Let's hope that this is 5K. You know, Google Maps was telling us it was it was roughly 5K. Um, and, you know, with Kiwana, obviously, you've got a fixed endpoint. It's the lighthouse. You run around the lighthouse. Is that still the case? Do we still run around that's the lighthouse? Our,
0: that's our turnaround point, yes.
1: Exactly. So it's got to be, you know, up there with the most scenic turnaround points in in all of the parkrun world, um, out looking across the Sunshine Coast. So any, Anyway, so long story short, Kiwana parkrun starts. Um, event one, we stick some flags in the ground. Everyone goes out, runs around the lighthouse, gets back to where the what was the uh finish line, and it was I think it was about four point seven k. So we had to I can't remember whether we made no people no back. it was 5.5 5.5 was it oh, so. I knew I knew it was something yep. we actually 5. have to
0: walk five hundred meters to the start that's, line as a group that's
1: it that's because it they
0: all got bonus distance <laughs> on event number one
1: that's it that's it the only I knew it was something like that so it was one it was one of the great stories of um of the early days of of. of parkrun and and the way we used to do things versus the way that we do things there which are much more precise Uh, and and look you know just to be clear that's not having a dig at Kelly at all that was uh, really a dig at myself because uh, you know in those early days we just had no had no systems where we just we were just winging it um and you know it's it all worked it all worked out in the end so um, and look, yeah. yes
0: everybody came back the next week well the majority of them came back the next week and,
1: and that's it and they probably all got pbs i'd, I'd imagine
0: <laughs> yes that all well, they absolutely would have if they were there on week one
1: <laughs> yes, awesome times, well look at uh,
0: and now we're having our sixth anniversary this weekend
1: there you go well something so. well done well done so well done. Happy anniversary, Kiwana. So uh, what's next?
0: But we've got more. We've got more. We've got Mudger Bar in Queensland.
1: Yep, done that one. Love Mudger Bar Park Run. We have Orange in New oh. South Wales, An- another one for the food club.
0: Do we have a food club?
1: Well, we do now. I've just You've it just up.
0: created a food club.
1: I've, I've, made, I've created <laughs> the food club. It's a, it's a new club within the Park Run clubs.
0: We, we we're we only halfway through the anniversaries and you've already created three clubs along the way.
1: Three clubs and <laughs> one of the clubs now has two members. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> we've got Port Mac in New South Wales as well.
1: And we have Railton in Tasmania.
0: Yeah, Railton was our 250th event. We oh, recently had Railton. a Report report um, from down that way, which was very cool. Uh, and then we've got Shelley in WA.
1: Shelley and WA, and last but not least, another event that we we all we, we know quite well, I'm sure, on this show, which is Westerfold's Park Run, as started by the former co-host of the uh, Park Run Adventurers, Scott Trickett.
0: <laughs> Serious Scott, as we like to call him.
1: Serious Scott, I informed him yesterday that he's lost his job because you and I just, you know, <laughs> are nailing it. So, um, thanks, thanks for all the. How, how did Scott. he take the news? Uh, well, when I when I told him that he'd lost his job, I think he at first he thought I meant his real job, oh, <laughs> his real awkward. job was Parkrun, and then I said no, 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 <laughs> just just talking about your 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 gig with the adventurers. Um, so yeah, look, um, he wasn't happy. So maybe maybe I'll have to let him come back next week. What do you think?
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> But yes, happy anniversary to all those events. It's a big weekend for anniversaries. There may be cake. There may be donuts. Who knows? Who knows? You can just try your luck. Um, But shall we go to the hotline? Let's.
1: Hotline. Dorothy Dix would like to know if you were a snack what kind of snack would you
2: be?
0: Well, Dorothy, that is one of the more random of the questions that we've ever had on the hotline, I think. If we were a snack, what kind of snack would we be? That's, I think this is a very existential kind of question because um, people say you are what you eat. So maybe I should consider the kind of snacks that I, I usually have. I don't know. I, think, I, I don't think I'd be a salty snack and I don't think I'd be crunchy. I'm pretty sure I would be something sweet, Um, possibly chocolate, but that might just be informed by my current hankering for chocolate. (laughs)
1: It's like, hmm,
0: I could really go a snack right now, hmm, chocolate. I don't know. What about you, Tim?
1: Well, for me, it's easy. And uh, it's like you say, you are what you eat. And my my snack of choice is is nuts. And I think people that know me well would agree I am a bit nuts. Um, So I'm going to go with nuts. It's easy.
0: And any nuts in particular?
1: Well, my preference for my nuts is is my local Coles has the, you know, the little nut, um, you know, self-serve area. The dispenser thing. Yeah, the self-serve. Yep, yep. And so uh, from memory, I think it's called the premium natural mix or something like that. So it's not the roasted. It's not the salted. It's just the the natural nuts. And when they say premium, that means they put the fancy ones in there. So you've got your Brazil nuts and your macadamias, and but
0: I was going to ask if you're a bit of a Brazil nut. Oh,
1: well, I mean, you know, they're they're the go tos, the Brazil and 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 the macadamias. But what what happens is, I, I know Coles, you know, they they're, they're a bit sneaky because they they load it up with like the cheap nuts anyway. So you've got your your almonds and your um, you know your well, the cashews—they're probably not the cheap nuts. But anyway, you—you you, you never get a, a high percentage of the expensive nuts in the expensive nut selection. So just—just just saying. So if anyone out there is—is is at Coles, um, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The way—the way that you. Do you ever, do me. ever
0: grab out the like the um the container and just like shake it up so that all the little ones haven't gone to the bottom and you get a good well, mix?
1: Look, I don't know if I can say this on air, but I'm going to say it. People might think poorly of me, but what I'll often do. Is- <laughs> I I'll often just get a little scoop of the macadamias and just add it in to my my bag <laughs> And then and then and then you just mix.
0: Well, there are macadamias well, in there. Are. I'm assuming as I well. Sort of, You're just increasing the proportion. I sort
1: of view it as a bit of a Robin Hood kind of rob from the rich and give to the poor kind of scenario. Um, <laughs> then, um, you know, the poor being me, uh, and the and 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 the rich being the rich being uh, you know the supermarkets. Um, and, and yeah, as you say, they're already in there. So really, I mean, come on. It's you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably not even a crime, really. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it does just uh, you know balance up. I bet. I bet some of the listeners do the same thing. Here's, you let it. Let us know on Facebook. Do <laughs> do you add the expensive nuts into the cheap nut it, <laughs> and then just weigh it as the cheap nuts? Do you do that? I bet I'm not alone.
0: <laughs> it's a new poll question. <laughs> Scotty likes to do the polls with random things like Little this. Poll. Um, yes. love it. Kim Oberg's nut hats. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on the Parkrun Adventures.
1: Oh my word, we we deal with the big topics here. There's no doubt about it.
0: We do, we do. And when you have quality questions like this one from Dorothy Dix, you know this this is where the tangents yeah. go. Now speaking of tangents, last week we we had a bit of a chat about barcodes and and where people keep their spares, etc. Um, Scotty got a bit disgusted by those who might keep them under the sole of their shoes. No.
1: Uh, don't that, do they? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: How? Yeah, how? they do.
1: You mean inside the shoe? Well, you
0: just, yeah, the insole, you lift the insole up and you slide a spare barcode oh under there, laminated God. preferably so it doesn't disintegrate because apparently Scotty, who doesn't sweat, sweats through his feet and that would just be no, no, Imagine
1: <laughs> how warm it would be in there, like dur- during the run, like the friction and the and the the juices, the Look, juice, I there'd be like still juice think it's in there. Preferable. Oh.
0: Yeah, but it's foot juice. That's foot better juice. than other kinds of juice. Some people keep them in their undies.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's, no, let's that, not. We have go
1: wristbands, there. people. Buy them. It supports us as well.
0: We. <laughs> we do. And we talked about the fact that I'm now in the market for another mm. Um and, and I mentioned those people, inverted commas, who wear two. And we, we have at least one self-confessed um, who realized that they do it. And his name is Tok. He's one of our roving reporters. Perhaps a, that's why we don't have a roving report from Top mm. this week. Um, but Will Barlow also weighed in and said he wears two but. They're not both for him. One of them's actually for his daughter, and I'm assuming he's referring to April um, because the wristbands only come in certain sizes and the smallest is still a bit too big for her little wrists. So I think that's really quite sweet that he wears two and one of them's hers. Yeah, but you know you know what, um, Will?
1: I've, I've encountered that problem as well. And what you do, for the little bit, it becomes an anklet. You put put it on the little people's ankle uh, before, the, before, they, oh. before they put their shoe on. That's the... Uh, that's the go-to. You don't you don't carry it to yourself, Will. That weighs you down, mate. That's an extra. Huh? That's an extra fifty grams or something that you're carrying around. You just get you go. It, it's it stays on the ankle until it becomes um, uh, the wrist gets big enough. So yeah, put it on the ankle. Done.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess Will often pushes his other daughter uh, in the pram, so he's already got True. some weight to be dealing with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As um. You know, you were discussing weight. You yeah, I was going to say let's not let's occasion. not
1: talk about Will Bailey pushing a single pram. You know, you're not pushing weight until you're doing a double pram. Will, so come on, mate.
0: Well, I'm not sure he might have used he, to do the double pram until did, April actually. started running. And he carries
1: a camera. He carries yeah. a camera most of the time too. So uh, as we know, I well, know,
0: he's pretty quick. He he took on Shell Harbour with that pram, and Shell Harbour's got a big section
1: mm, of beach that is full on. So yeah.
0: that is full on. Kudos. Um. But speaking of which, babies at Parkrun. My goodness, there are babies everywhere at Parkrun at the moment. There are. So
1: we were talking about babies in prams, but there's actually brand new babies galore. And I want to send a big shout out across the ditch to uh, our friend Caitlin DeSharmoy. Now, many listeners won't know Caitlin, but Caitlin's mum and dad, Noel and Leanne, Mm -hmm are the country managers of Parkrun New Zealand. No, They are actually some of Paul Sinton Hewitt's uh, oldest friends. Noel, Noel and Leanne and Paul used to all run together in Johannesburg many, many, many years ago um, when they used to do time trials in Joburg, which was the inspiration for Parkrun many years later when, when Paul was living in the UK. So a lot of history between, uh, between that family and, and the Sinton Hewitts. Or the Sinton Hewitt himself, um, but yeah, their daughter Caitlin, who uh, is a run director at Cornwall Park in Auckland, and she also does a lot of the social media and the newsletter for Parkrun New Zealand, has had twins during the week. Uh, oh, about yeah, so wow. they are they are very very busy uh, over there. So uh, they're they're twinning.
0: <laughs> All their arms are full. I imagine it. they're twinning
1: it up. But this this got us thinking, didn't it? Didn't it, Mel? I wonder if well, this, I bet there's been lots of babies born this week. In in, in, in look, there always are. I'm sure we've just got you know the amount of people in Park Run in Australia now. There'd be babies galore every week. But I'm wondering, have there been any twins, or have there been any triplets? Are there any Park Run triplets that have come into the world even this year? Tell us. We want to know Park Run triplets, Park Run twins, Park Run babies. Let us know. Give give us a shout out on social media. We uh, we we you know we we love babies we love kids on on in parkrun and, and certainly on the parkrun adventure so tell us what's going on
0: yeah I can't even fathom I I know that there was a woman who just set the work Guinness World Record for um the marathon distance pushing her four children in two double prams um she did it in just over two hours absolutely insane i don't know how like i struggle with the hang on, one pram hold it right there
1: you said a woman pushed two prams yes how do you push two pr-
0: two prams one pram on each hand and these are not small prams and her kids are not small she's got four of them so by the time you you get your fourth one they're not all twins and triplets the other ones are quite great what distance
1: did you say marathon
0: no half marathon in two but In two hours with four children in two prams. Oh, my word. That was a Guinness World Record. I don't know if it was any kind of other sort of official world record. She must must
1: have had the the, the two double prams modified to almost essentially be, like, attached to each other so that it was like a four-pronger. and, oh, yeah, that's... that's it was
0: bloody that's... wide. I reckon if you were also running, you know, she must have, like, little bells or horns or something to tell yeah, people yeah, to yeah. get out of her way because she she takes up the, like, distance, the, the width of a car on the road pretty much. Um, Insane. I don't know how people manage with twins, let alone triplets. Do they have prams that go three abreast or do they do they go... Are they tandem prams when they get to those?
1: Uh, I've seen them. I know the triple prams do exist. Um, They're rare. I I have seen the odd one and I think, I don't think, do they go three wide or do they they have like a sort of three on top of each other kind of, like, you know, the one in the normal pram seat, then one sort of on the top and then one in the sort of pouch at the back? I'm not sure. So... I've, uh, you know, I've never had to look at the triple pram. You know, Jack was old enough to not be in the double when Archie came along. So, um, yeah, but they, they they do exist. But that's good going. Four, four, four people, four, four kids, half marathon, two hours. That's like the breaking two, except uh, breaking two for the for the half with four kids. So that's a, the, di- a different sort of challenge. Yeah. So yeah, good, good.
0: Exactly. That's the one that Nike should be doing. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> now this would be, this would be sponsored by Bob. Uh, Bob running pram. Bob, Bob breaking two. That's there we go. It. We should so. totally
0: pitch that to Bob. That would be hilarious. And and get some of our twinning our twinning um Parkrun babies out there if we have any.
1: Oh yeah. Now listen, we mentioned earlier Kelly Daly, Kuana Parkrun. Uh, She's due. When is she due? A couple of weeks?
0: She's due in December to have her first bub. So she is still actively run directing at Kiwana at the moment. Um, She was quite happy to run direct up until the 8th of December, which I understand is quite close to the due date. And I said, look, you know, I've been there. I've had to call my fellow co-ED and ask him to come collect the kit from the hospital while I was in labour because I was supposed to run direct that morning and it wasn't going to happen said we let's let's not do that let's how about we let you finish up a few weeks before that just to be sure to be sure so end of November is going to be her last run directing stint but she's doing an amazing job still even with the baby brain that I'm sure must have set in because it always good, does good job
1: Kelly one, one of my mates up here at Early Beach uh, Rihanna Ronski and her husband her husband Adrian they've just had a, a, a little baby boy uh, and Rihanna was at Early Beach Park Run when she was 40 plus two I think she was tar walking actually and, uh, and I said to her I said to her, I don't want to see you here next week, <laughs> and, and I didn't. <laughs> so she didn't get to parkrun day on 40 plus nine, thankfully. So she, uh, she had her little boy, I think uh, Harry, uh, they've called him, that she had Harry during the week.
0: Can you imagine a parkrun baby, like a proper born-on-the-course parkrun baby?
1: Has it happened? I don't, and I happened don't know. it hasn't happened in Australia. Has it happened anywhere? Baby born on the course, or at least labour? Have we had labour on the course?
0: I've, I've got no idea. Not that I'm aware of. I've never heard of it. But, you know, 14 years, it's been a long time. Got a lot of pregnant women out on those courses.
1: Yeah, imagine it. Imagine it. Baby mm. baby born at Park Run on the course. I mean, that's its, that's its own milestone club, really. It's a milestone club. Where we'd have to create a new one for that one. Jeez, I'm yeah, cr- there, new, there would new, have to new, be. Infinite Infinite Stone shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Born at Parkrun. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. That would be
0: hilarious. Anyway, babies everywhere. But
1: as we said, let us know. We want to know. Triplets, twins, babies, let us know what's going on. Send photos. We love it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So where are you headed this week, Tim, for Parkrun on Saturday? Anywhere exciting?
1: Well, I will be... Yeah, well, it's always exciting to go to Early Beach Park Run. Uh, it's, we have a we, we have a great mix of this core group of people that are there every week. I reckon there's probably about 30 that are there every week. Um, and then we have, you know, 30 to 40 who just float in and out. And then, then there's probably always about 20, 20 to 30 tourists because early Beach being a, a, big, a big tourist. But, yeah, there's uh, heaps of tourists. It's, it's so cool and really always a great kind of vibe. Um, but it's, it's obviously, you know, it's those 30 that are there every week, you know, they become your friends and they're the ones that I love catching up with and, we'll, you know, you always see them around the shops and, you know, on the road and school pickups and drop-offs, these are all the people that become part of your day-to-day, which is, which is awesome. So I'll be at Early Beach and we've actually got Pace a Week. Um, we've, I think it's probably only about the third time we've ever done Pace a Week up, up here in early Beach um, and I am, I am 30-minute Pacer but I will be running with the double pram um so the double pram double pram pacer so um I'm really looking forward to that I love pacing I so love poor
0: Jack is going to have to slow down this week well that's it well he can run with his
1: mum um so that's that's all good I, I will be I will be on the 30 minutes unless of course I, I start off and it ends up that no one wants to run 30 minutes and I'm running on my own um then I'll just do whatever but I, I think that's unlikely I think for a lot of people 30 minute will be a, a bit of a uh, a time that they, yeah, a good target exactly. So I'll be the thirty minute pacer at Early Beach Park around this this weekend. If anyone wants to break thirty minutes, come up to Early Beach. We'll see you there. It's a short, it's a short fight for, for many of you. <laughs> so run thirty minutes with Tim would be great. <laughs> and what about you, Mel? You're you're uh, well. I know where you're going to be. You're going to be at Kiwana for the anniversary.
0: We're anniversary. We, of course, you do. We are. We've got a spooky theme this year, so. um well, no, not necessarily, of course. It's just very close to Halloween. And you know what? For the last several years, I've just dressed up in a spooky outfit anyway, just because I like to and not because we've had a theme. Uh, so I will be on the tools. I am timekeeping to make sure that uh, everything goes according to plan. And um, On the app? Oh, yeah. We've been app only since our stopwatch died several months ago. And it's amazing. And we love it. Good job. Yeah everybody has embraced it wholeheartedly and all my run directors are like oh this is amazing so um
1: yeah gotta gotta do it as, as uh for, for any of our event teams listening um junior uh, all the junior parkrun events uh app only and uh it's, it's so smooth so easy no cords we like that no cables no cords app only it's the way yes, it we are wire free that's it that's it well that look that sounds awesome mel um be great uh great weekend for you kudos to yourself for uh you know giving so much to that event over the years so i'm sure you're gonna have a great time
0: we will and it's always been my pleasure thank you for joining me as co-host on the parkrun adventurers this week tim it's been fun having you
1: it's been fun it's been a great experience and um, you know like the the fact that you and scotty have done this week in week out for a hundred and how many weeks did we say
0: and- well, this week's 130. Well, this is episode 135, but it's actually only our 134th episode because we skipped one. Aha!
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, that was
0: had been having a bit of bad luck at episode one and <laughs> three, so we're saving <laughs>
1: that for later. Oh, very good. Yeah, but like uh, you know, as I say, it's it's uh, it's a huge commitment, and you know, good on you guys, and I'm sure the regular listeners uh, appreciate it. And, and, and you know, I know when I was out with Scotty the other week at uh, the ponds. Lots of people wanting to come up and talk to him about the podcast. So it's a credit to you guys for all the work that you do. And, uh, yeah, but look, I'll be happy to be back. Uh, you know, Scotty will be back next week. All jokes aside, Scott will be back next week. But I'll certainly be happy to come and, uh, and uh, guest host anytime. You guys just let me know when you, when uh, when you need a break.
0: Awesome.